everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Vulnerability Hangover Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki, and today we are going to be going over 2023 for me. I'm also not wearing my headphones this time around. I know I was testing them out in uh, previous episodes, but I'm wearing this adorable little teddy bear hoodie if you're watching the YouTube channel, and I absolutely love it. So no headphones are going to be worn today. And yes, this is the gigantic squish bottle right next to me. And yes, I kept the tag on. It is what it is. Okay, I'm healing my inner child. Today I am drinking a Celsius in my handy dandy Peloton, not Peloton, in my handy dandy Pendleton, Pendleton, Pendleton hydro flask thing and it's keeping it nice and ice cold can you hear it that's the ice cubes and the straw so give this a little sip the celsius i'm drinking today is the orange one and i put orange juice into it to dilute it a little bit i can only drink half of these now because i don't have a very high tolerance anymore for caffeine so give it a sip amazing the affirmation for today is I'm on the life path that I love and nothing can stop me. The roadblocks that I encounter are just a redirect to better my path to greatness. Now let's get into my 2023 recap. So I am recording this a couple days after Christmas and I'm feeling a little bit of the post-Christmas blues. So I apologize if I come off a little bit like a Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer by any means. I would like to say that my baseline is happy, typically, but I'm processing this all in real time, so it is what it is, and I need to stop making excuses for myself. I apologize once again. So this month is almost over. We only have a couple days left of 2023, which means it's nearly the new year. 2024. And I can't lie, I feel pretty anxious, but I feel somewhat similar to how I felt last year, but different at the same time. I feel both happy, but also a sense of grief. I also have felt lonely the past couple of years, not because I'm single. I want to make that a point. I definitely enjoy my single life, but I feel lonely primarily because of the lack of friendships that I have around this time of year. So I've been feeling a lot more separated. Last year, I went month by month over each event and or what each month looked like to me. I also mentioned that I had difficulty recounting the past year, and that's exactly how I feel in 2023. I'll go over this year's events as best as possible. But there's a lot to unpack and some things that will be for future episodes, so just keep that in mind. Here we go. This year was the most beaten down I have ever felt. I had a rough year last year, but it's nothing compared to this one. I lost all motivation to keep things going and have been holding on by a thread. But I'm holding on because deep down, I know in my heart that I had to go through all of this to completely rebuild and create a beautiful life. And I feel like I got a second chance 
to start over. I will say I've had more lows than highs this year. I don't want anyone to feel bad for me. I'm just simply stating that because I want you to learn from my mistakes and my experiences so that you can take my mess of 2023 and turn it into your own survival guide. So the common theme that I had in both 2022 and 2023 is that I need to take care of myself. I can only rely on myself. I can only control myself. I need to put myself first. And maybe that's why I've had these difficult years. I need to learn to be more self-sufficient and love myself. I am learning to love myself and trust myself more and more throughout this process. I feel as though I went through my final rebirth this year. I dealt with moments of what could only be explained as karma. I made mistakes and I learned how to control how I reacted to each event that life threw at me this year. I lost a lot this year, like I said, but I gained a lot. But I can't help but feel exhausted from some of these experiences. And I want to say that I'm healing so badly and that this is what healing is like, but I do not want to keep going through this type of pain. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I'm going through these experiences over and over again because I haven't learned my lesson. I get it. I understand the universe. I hear you. So in January, I decided to put myself out there with friendships, and I started going out to meet a lot more people. At the time, I was still drinking, so I was meeting most of my friends at bars. I started meeting new people and going out more on weekends. Also around that time, I stopped taking edibles. I was doing edibles for a little bit, and I kind of felt like... I don't want to say I was going through like a form of spiritual psychosis, but I was kind of doing it to cope with wanting to escape from reality. I was pretty depressed around that time. I had a surgery that gone wrong twice and had to have several different surgeries to completely reconstruct. Unfortunately, like I've mentioned in past episodes, I'm not able to talk about that, but that's just what I had to go through. And, um, you know, it made me super depressed. February was my birthday month. I always have mixed feelings around this month, partially because this month is about love for me. With the Hallmark holiday that I love so much, Valentine's Day, I mentioned that I enjoy being single, which I do, but sometimes I wish that I had someone around that I could just love on. You know what I mean? I'm a hopeless romantic after all, and I want love in all of its forms. It's also my birthday month, which I've always felt sad about. It's not because I'm getting older. I don't mind getting older at all. That sadness mainly comes from being told in the past that I had high expectations for my birthday. But it was a time I felt the least loved by anyone. Important people would forget my birthday. I would spend it alone. Past partners would pick fights with me, etc. But this month was different for once. I had a great birthday with friends, and I went out with my girlfriends. We danced, we mingled, and we had a blast. It gave me hope for years to come. And I know that things always turn around. And I'm very grateful that I had the amazing birthday that I did this year. So overall, February was amazing. March was also a really great month. I decided on March 3rd that I was going to completely quit drinking because months and months on end, 
almost every weekend, waking up the next day with severe depression and anxiety. And it was debilitating. Like the type of anxiety or anxiety, I should say, where you're just in your bed wanting to completely smother yourself in your covers and not even go out in the world. And it wasn't because I did anything wrong the night prior. It's just like my body is trying to, I don't know, recoup and recharge after a night of drinking. I'm very proud of myself that I decided to completely quit drinking. March 3rd, 2024 will be my one year sober. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself. Also around that time, I started to become more involved again with my career in real estate. I decided to pick up a part-time job again in Bikini Coffee in April, which I've mentioned in episodes previously. I felt more confident than ever and continued to be active in real estate at the same time. I found myself putting myself out there more and meeting many different people. I started to feel in alignment with my life. But as we get into the other months, unfortunately, you will soon learn that wasn't entirely true. May was filled with business ventures and health. I started to focus on my overall well-being, and I swapped out drinking for healthier alternatives such as probiotic sodas, you guys know I love the poppies, and juice shots. I also unfortunately got my hair done this month, and it nearly fried my hair completely off. And if you knew what my hair looked like before then, it was nearly down to my butt, and I wanted to keep that length, just have a little bit more layers, but unfortunately, it was not what I asked for at all, and that's what I get for cheating on my hairstylist. I also started to get back into the dating world in one of the worst ways possible, which is meeting people online on the dreadful dating apps, but I knew deep down and I even knew then that I am not going to find my person on a dating app, let alone in my state. I genuinely believe that my person does not live in this state, and we will not meet in this state. And I don't even want to date anyone where I live. So I was exploring the dating world and getting closer to the new friends that I had made in late 2022 and early 2023. I got extremely close to someone in particular, and we spent much of our free time together. I felt like I was meeting my people. In June, I landed a real estate client by working in Bikini Coffee. I also met someone that I deeply care about who changed my opinion on relationships altogether. I am not with this person, and I don't think I ever will be, but they significantly impacted me, and I'm forever grateful for them. I also traveled to different parts of California in June and July, which was a really fun experience. So starting in July, my year started to go slightly downhill. It was a mix of both good and bad events. I ended up totaling my brand new car in January at the beginning of July, then the next day I hopped on a plane to visit the person that I just mentioned. I also sold the house that I mentioned earlier. July was also the month my family had to make the difficult decision to put our family dog, Cooper, down. Putting a dog down is one of the most challenging things, regardless of how long they have lived. Cooper lived a 16-plus year life, and we are so grateful to have spent those years with him. 
I know that it was the best decision we could have made for him. August was the start of a prolonged struggle. I had a lot of realizations during this time. I realized some people were not my friends. I started to grieve, and through the process, I was trying to turn inward and work on healing myself. A factor in healing for me is community, and unfortunately around this time, I felt like I didn't have anyone I genuinely felt connected to other than my family and my one friend Hannah. Shout out to Hannah, she always holds it down, but I still felt lonely even with my friends. It's so hard to explain. At the end of August, my lease for my apartment was up. So I made the dumb decision to move into one of my friend's apartments. I will go into a little bit of detail about this move through the ongoing months in this episode, but that whole friendship might need to have its own episode later on down the road. And let me tell you, it was one of the worst friendship experiences I've ever had in my life. The move was more complicated than it should have been, mainly because of this person. I felt pressured to move in with her. Yes, I could have moved in by myself, but we both wanted to save money and had plans to move, so we felt it was the best move for us. Theoretically, it could have totally benefited us, but unfortunately, in the end, it did the complete opposite. But I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason, and I know that reason was to teach me not to rely on anyone. Also, around this time, I took a quick trip to LA, which was a nice break before settling in with the new roommate. We enjoyed the beach and explored West Hollywood, and I met some really cool people. It made me want to move there even more. I also had my first one-night stand (laughs) in August or should I say a 24-hour stand, which was completely unexpected, and I never want to experience something like that again, because I am not made for that. I was completely fed up by September, and I wanted to drop everything and start over. I quit my job as a bikini barista. I enjoyed the job, but felt I had outgrown it. I also had felt pressure to quit for many other external reasons. In the end, it was a good decision. Still, I wish I had gone about it differently and trusted my gut by sticking it out until I was in a better spot. But I was impulsive and made the decision right then and there. The roommate situation progressively got worse. I felt like I never wanted to be home or around this person, which was hard because we lived together in such close proximity. It was confusing because we had gotten so close this past year, but I felt like I was seeing another side of her that I was not expecting. And I pride myself in my ability to see people for how they are because of my strong intuition when it came to seeing her red flags. I looked the other way, but let me be honest with myself. I saw the red flags in this person that I shouldn't have ignored. And as you guys know, Enzo got extremely sick. The roommate that I was living with decided out of the blue to get a dog, which meant that he was in the hospital going through his treatment and the other dog was in the living space, possibly getting exposed to this unknown illness that Enzo had. While my dog was in the ICU and I was trying to come up with forms of payment because they would not treat him until I forked over all the money, she made that entire situation about her issues and her dog. It was entirely stressful when it didn't need to be 
I just needed a friend. Instead, she made it all about herself. While he was in the hospital, she would text me updates about her dog. I could not worry about anything other than my dog. When he was released from the hospital, she did not want us to come home because she did not want her dog getting sick. Understandable. So we had to go stay with my parents. Enzo ended up in a second veterinary hospital, and we found out that the vet prior had not done what we were told they were going to do, which made him even more sick. There were talks about me possibly losing him, which was difficult, especially after just a few months prior, we lost our family dog, and the vet bills started piling up. I am so grateful that I had my family because I don't know what I would have done if I genuinely was alone in this situation. Enzo stayed in the ICU for two to three days. I got to visit him, and it was very heartbreaking. I decided that with all the medical bills, I was just going to start a GoFundMe, which many people graciously donated to, and I am forever grateful for those of you who helped however you could, even if it was just sharing the post on your social media pages. After Enzo was released, we had to quarantine and rest, so we spent over 10 days at my parents' house waiting for him to get better. During this time, I found myself growing resentful towards this roommate for how she acted, how she was treating me as a person, and with a combination of other things going on in the background. So I found myself growing more and more distant. When we arrived home, that's when everything changed. Her mask was entirely off, and I finally saw her true colors. Before I continue on, I just want to say these are just bits and pieces of the situation with the specific person. I'm not giving the full rundown, but I do feel like it took up pretty much three months. And so you're going to hear a lot about this roommate and this roommate situation throughout the rest of the episode. I just want to preface that before I continue on. So we're starting back in October. I started getting back into OnlyFans to help pay down Enzo's vet bills. I was doing DoorDash as well. I was doing everything that I possibly could to make sure I was able to stay at home with him or bring him with me because I was so traumatized by his sickness. I wanted to be with him 24-7. So I would literally DoorDash with him in the car, which also helped me feel a little bit more safe. I was going on night runs, so it it was a good situation overall, and it got us out of the house. Also, my roommate started getting aggressive with him, and I did not trust him being alone with her. It was almost like she became competitive and territorial with me, so I did my best to stay out of her way. It felt like I was in an abusive relationship all over again. And then one day, I finally had enough, and I snapped at her. And we had to discuss me moving out. She wanted me out by the end of the month, so I did what I needed to do to move out. I got myself a storage unit and found an alternative place to live for the time being. We still don't know where we're going to end up. I really would like to start traveling around the United States and Airbnb hop, but given the situations that have come up this past year, I'm just honestly too exhausted to want to put in that effort. But I knew when I moved out that 
I no longer wanted to be friends with this person, which sucked because I also knew that breaking up with this friend meant I would likely lose the friends I built with this person. We built a friend group. And because of how she is, I knew that she would manipulate the situation to be in her favor. They knew us together pretty much as a duo. So me cutting this person out of my life also meant, unfortunately, I am going to have to cut out these other people as well. So in November, I tried to break away from the friendship in the most amicable way possible, but I could not. One thing that I have learned about abusive people is that the second they feel that they are out of control, all hell will break loose. I paid her for two months of storage because she signed a lease for a garage for my stuff to be in the storage over there. And I wasn't even using that storage. I had already bought a new storage unit. So I basically gave her free money and she got to have a second storage unit. But that was not enough for her. She started claiming that I owed her money, which is not true. Honestly, that's when I decided that enough was enough and I needed to break things off completely. And the only way to do that was by blocking her. And then this turned into several weeks of her reaching out to my friends, my family members, mutual friends, and even someone I had a one-night stand with to have a complete smear campaign about me. I felt hopeless, but I knew that if I reacted, it would give her more fuel. I kept quiet and let her say what she wanted. And as long as I kept being honest with it all, eventually what she is doing is going to come to light. I let things be, and I continued to move forward. And I was getting thrown the same lesson all over again. I realized that this person was not meant to be in my life because they held me back. I put my head down and finally after three months, I decided to start working back up again with something that I'm passionate about, which is my podcast. I started valuing the time that I was spending with my family. I spent time with my real friends and I started to pick myself back up doing the routines that I was doing before this year because in all honesty I fell off with a lot of the health regimens and my meditation practice exercising and all that kind of stuff and that's no one else's fault but my own but that's how I have to pick myself back up so that's what I started doing and this is the happiest I felt in a really long time December has been one of the best months that I've had this year, even though I haven't really done very much. I found passion again for this podcast. I started planning for my future endeavors, and I completely deleted the dating apps. I'm not even dating anymore. I'm finally finding my groove after a year of chaos. The future seems brighter and clearer for me. Now, as 2023 comes to a close and I reflect on this past year, even though it kicked my ass, I knew it was exactly what I needed to screw my head on straight and push forward for a life that I am meant for. I cannot wait to see what 2024 brings. Now, I'm not saying that I am a victim in these situations. I'm taking an accountability for everything that I have done. I'm not saying I'm a villain either. 
But I do acknowledge that there are some things that I had to go through in order to, if this happens to me again, be able to navigate it in a more clear way. But I felt like ending that friendship, I did the best that I could and I tried to be as amical as possible. But sometimes friendship breakups are messy and I haven't had a messy friendship breakup like that honestly since I was in middle school. I'm trying to take time to clear my head with that entire situation and pick myself back up. Maybe in the future I'll talk a little bit more about this person in that friendship and that situation. It wasn't always bad but there was definitely a lot of things that I ignored in the beginning that bit me in my ass and I learned a lot from it. So overall this past year was freaking crazy. I am definitely ready to start over with a new year and I know people always are like new year new me. No I'm literally going into this new year as a completely new person. I'm rebranding just about everything. I rebranded this podcast. I don't want it to sound like The Vulnerability Hangover promotes drinking, so I don't want the aesthetic of this podcast to be about drinking. I want it to be literally about vulnerability and sharing a space where people can come on and talk about their experiences. That, at the end of the day, is why I started this podcast in the first place, so I can't wait to continue on this journey with all of you guys and create a space where other people feel heard and seen and stay tuned for my rebrand because I'm completely starting over with my life and I couldn't be happier. Anyways, please make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, and maybe share this podcast with someone you think might enjoy it. I can't wait to hear how your 2023 went. Please leave it in the comments section below. Reach out to me. I love to hear from you guys. And I will catch you guys next year and in the next episode. Oh my god. And also, we're going into season three of The Vulnerability Hangover. I forgot to mention that as well. So, I'll catch you guys next time. Okay, love you. Bye!